Welcome in, one and all, to another episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. We are back from our Thanksgiving holiday break. We took a week off. We are back to collide the world of sports and comics. This week up first is comic books. We have plenty, plenty of books to get into from a couple weeks ago with what we read and new books annuals from dc we have aftershock image boom just to name a few and yeah i guess we have some marvel books to to tell you as well and the biggest news hitters this week are spider-man pre-sale tickets go on sale for the december 17th release of spider-man no way home and san diego comic-con was last week we were not there but we hopefully will be there because we have dates for next july's 2022 comic-con and over in sports we have nfl to get into a huge big game at the big house to review in college football and in nba action the warriors finally get a loss and lebron james bro you gotta go just go all that and of course the comic bookie super contest this is episode 134 thank you so much for watching and listening let's do this And we are back with episode 134 of the Comic Bookies podcast. Thank you so much. If you are watching live on YouTube and Twitch, or if you are listening wherever you get your podcast, thank you so much. This episode, like all episodes, are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Tomorrow, the first day of December, December 1st, 2021, is New Comic Book Day. Head into the shop. Talk to Alex. He'll get you a full list started. He'll get you your books from this week, last week, or years ago. But go into the shop. It's a great shop. Good guys. Good community. Um, that's why we go there every single week. Well, I wish I did, but at least I get my books from there. But uh, Mark uh, and all you fans out there listening, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, so as we go from, you know, the turkey is finally being digested to my lights are already on the house. It's that, you know, <laughs> as as we turn the page from like Thanksgiving, like literally I was driving home from work because I, you know, got off of work early in the morning on Thanksgiving Day. I uh, tune into one of the local stations and Christmas music's already playing. So it's, you know, it's, it's just one of those, it's one of those things where, you know, we love Thanksgiving like on the day, but like after Halloween, once November 1st comes, like we said a couple weeks ago, it's Christmas time, you know, it's Christmas time. But how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good, man. I mean, we're back. We took the week off kind of a, it was a game time decision that we made. And uh, wanted to deliver an episode, but kind of just decided not to. Decided to spend some time with some family, some friends. Definitely enjoyed it, Mike. Uh, had a little refresher. And now we're back in the saddle, you know. Omicron mm-hmm. trying to stop us. Omicron trying to feel its ugly face during the Thanksgiving weekend while we stuff our face with some damn turkey. But definitely it has been digested. The sports and the Raiders win in Dallas. One of the biggest ratings, I believe, on Turkey Day. Um, in a long, long time that we had there between the Cowboys and the Raiders, but Raiders become victorious. Um, Michigan finally, like you mentioned, beats. We'll talk about it later, but they finally mm-hmm. beat the the Buck Buckeyes, and man, it was a fun-filled weekend uh, with sports, a fun-filled weekend with family. Uh, LeBron getting into some uh, some stuff, and just a <laughs> crazy, crazy week, man. Excited that uh, 
Sean isn't here for obviously good reasons because his uh, baby is about to be born probably any second, any hour, any minute, any day now. It's uh, well, the, the it's due crazy. date is tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, the due uh, date is literally when everyone hopefully will be listening to this episode. December 1st is when his wife Marissa is due. So, um, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not going to give too many details of like, you know, their you know, medical things going on. But yeah, hopefully in the next few days, hopefully by the, by the, uh, by episode 135, we will be congratulating Sean on his, uh, newborn son going to come into this world. So hopefully that happens, you know, within the week and hopefully mom and, and baby are healthy, man. Talk about a game time decision being on standby. You know, it reminds me of some of these NASCAR. Speaking of NASCAR, everybody sees it. That's watching live. Everybody that's uh, listening to the podcast, Kyle Larson champion. Number five, there it is, the hat, the flag, the sweater, probably got the damn underwear too. So it was I told uh, you I could bring it up between now and Daytona five hundred every week. Somehow slip NASCAR and Kyle Larson into it. Come on. Man. Thank God the NASCAR season is uh the, the shortest off season that we have about three oh, months. I but, know. Uh, I know. No, definitely, man. Um, Sean, uh, maybe he'll try to fit in some episodes here and there, but if you guys are comic booky Sean fans out there. He's going to obviously be gone probably for, I don't know, what would you say, maybe a couple weeks. But we might be able to fit him yeah. in. But we wish him yeah. all the luck, all the parents out there, all the dads. We know what it's like to, you know, be in that that mindset where your firstborn ever is going to be delivered. Mike, you have to. I'm pretty sure the second one around was a whole different feeling. I could imagine for myself it would be, although I only have one. But, um, yeah, crazy, crazy yeah. experience, especially for your first time around, man. Yeah, it, it wasn't it, it, it was crazy, you know, like not to get into too graphic of details, but my wife's water didn't break with my with my daughter. So it wasn't like a whole freak out, like, oh, my God, we got to get there. You know, it was just like, oh, she had an appointment and she was like, oh, no, like we have to have the baby, you know, like today. So that's what the, that's what it was with my daughter. Like I had like, you know, the only thing I had to really worry about was, oh, my God, I have to go home from work real quick, grab the bag and then get there. And then sure enough, she came like three, like two or three days later. My son, though, it was the whole like, you know, water breaking. Holy the, crap. The Hollywood you know. scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, the you know, and then my dad had to come from work, watch my daughter. And then we drive out to, to Modesto and have my son. But, yeah, it, it's uh, two different situations, but nerve wracking. nonetheless. Hmm? Modesto? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We had uh, my son at Kaiser Modesto. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So thank God that she that her water broke at like 11 a.m. and not like you know, uh, you know, traffic time because it hmm. still takes like with no traffic it still takes like a half an hour to get there. 35. That's minutes. what I'm saying. I was just gonna say it's about half an hour. I would have thought you would have been somewhere in Tracy or Livermore, but that's what they don't deliver. Modesto. Like they don't deliver. I think it would be like. It, I think it's like Walnut Creek is like the next closest. And we're like, we're not driving across the Altamont. And you know what I'm saying? So we're like, we're just going to hop two towns over, even though it takes that long. But yeah, but it was, uh, you don't want to, you don't want to be in Walnut Creek anyway, anywhere near no damn Nordstrom. That was crazy. Did you hear about that? Or did you see? Oh, I, I, I did like see the, uh, the footage of them just deep going into a Nordstrom and it's scary times out here, man. It's just, uh, yeah. Especially I mean, people take advantage of that weekend to like start their Christmas shopping. And then, you know, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's like they're hitting high end stores. They're hitting. I mean, and Walnut Creek's not like Los Angeles. Like Walnut Creek is not like, you know, some Section 8 housing ghetto. You know, it's like I mean, a, it's like a nice area. I've been out there a couple of times. It's nice. You hit one of these Louis Vuitton stores. You can take I mean, how much stuff could you grab in your hand? I mean, talking about 
ten thousand dollars worth shirts and security is worried about seventy nine other people. It's like easy wild. to get away. And hey, so, you know, I mean, you want to talk about um, organized crime, right? Well, there it is, right there, just blatantly. It just that sucks because uh, then you know, obviously retailers have to raise prices and you know just yeah. people go out of business and the money got to come from somewhere. So it just sucks that this is happening kind of like in our communities, not really per se ours, but Mm -hmm. obviously in the Bay area in Los Angeles and uh, it sucks. So, uh, yeah, uh, but I mean, the the holiday itself was cool. I mean, obviously the Raiders beating the Cowboys was, it made the Turkey and the stuffing and the gravy and everything taste a little bit better. The wine would taste a little bit sweeter, you know? So, so that was nice, but, uh, but it was cool. We just, it was uh, unexpected too. That's what made it a little bit nice. Very unexpected. I I took another loss. I'm waiting for that day though, for like, um, like if Dallas would have won 33 to 30, it would be a double whammy. I would have lost because they didn't cover seven and a half, but then the Raiders also lose. I haven't hit that double whammy yet. If the Raiders win, you know, then that's cool. But if the Raiders lose, they actually don't cover. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, oh, I, I pray to God between now and the end of the season, I don't hit that, you know, situation. But of um, course, the week I don't play against you either. I, I, I don't pick the Raiders that week. I know. I know. I, that's right. That's right. Because okay, we'll get into it later because I, you know, we missed my second straight four and a week. So you know. But uh, but Thanksgiving was cool. Hope yours was good. Um, did you have it in uh, at your parents or your on your wife's side? Oh, uh, those are my parents for sure. Oh, nice up uh out in Brentwood. Nice. That's right. So so we were opposite. You came that way, and I went to the South Bay. So right on. So uh, let's get into it, man. Let's get into the comic let's books. Do it. Um, let's do it. So this week, December first, twenty twenty one, we are getting into it. So it now looks like we're going to have five Wednesdays of comic books. So this is where the annuals come in. So Batman twenty twenty one annual, Detective Comics has an annual, Nightwing, oh, Wonder good. Woman. You have I think Joker, Robin. Dude, I, I I didn't even know that Justice League Dark actually was still a comic book, but I think because it's like a small one at the end of Justice League, they get their own annual. It's crazy. And of course, you sprinkle in just Action Comics one thousand thirty seven and um. The Gotham City Villains has a huge 999 Giant Spectacular one, just solely based off of the um, Gotham City, uh, you know, Batman's Rogues. And then over on Marvel, you have Amazing Spider-Man 80. Look at that, 80 issues for a Marvel book. Hopefully the quality is actually good. Well, I, got another, thir- I got another number one that I'll talk about in a little bit. Oh, nice. Daredevil number 36, The Avengers 50, Marauders 26, and Venom number 2. Aftershocks gives us Cross to Bear number two. I actually pulled that um, book. I actually mentioned it a couple weeks ago. That was pretty good first issue, and I think it's only like a you know four or five issue miniseries, so why not? Image gives us Spawn 324, Department of Truth 14, and Deadly Class 49. Boom Studios a big list this week. Once in Future 22, Firefly 34, My Girl Buffy the Vampire Slayer 32, and Dark Blood number five. And AWA gives us Hotel Volume Two. Number one, that was one of the OG stories from AWA, actually. Uh, so that's all I have for the comic books. Uh, Mark, we were gone last week, so I really, unfortunately, kind of forgot some of the books. Not, not forgot, but I'd have to refresh my mind a little bit about, you know, three weeks ago, based off of what we would have talked about. So I have these, this little stack of books. I will say that I just got my book, my books from last Wednesday. I think it was kind of delayed because of the holiday. 
I got some interesting ones I'm really excited to, to read. Wild Bullets, this new book from SourcePoint Press. I, I got Unborn, Frank Gogol's uh, issue number three from that story. So two SourcePoint Presses for me. I got a handful of uh, AWA as well, like Moths. Um, this new story from Dark Horse, Joy Operations uh, from Bri- uh, Brian Michael Bendis. I actually picked up that first issue, so we'll see if I'm going to pull that as well. Um, so he's Marjorie writing on he... AWA and another number one. I actually picked up Black Panther number one from Marvel. So we'll see how that is. And of course, you sprinkle in a couple of the uh, uh, DC books. But uh, as far as last week or two weeks ago, uh, what did you like? I let me see. Supergirl, one a woman of tomorrow is pretty good. Uh, Tom King. It's it's very it's not like his Batman stuff where it's really very straightforward. It, it he writes it like he's writing. Uh, strange adventures where it's kind of you know it's more intellectual you know it's definitely more of a, a mature uh writing kind of have to read a bubble or two back just to kind of understand it just in case you kind of nod off if you're reading late at night or whatnot the superman son of kal-el number five this was the one that was kind of historic in a sense where they kind of unveiled that jonathan kent was uh i think i think I don't, i'm not sure if he's gay but he, at least bisexual uh but that's actually a, a decent uh issue um, They're throwing that in with the Harley books too, and uh, and was it uh, Batman, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Poison Ivy and and has it always been like that? Harley, I'm an Poison amateur and, right now. Uh, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn have always had like these feelings towards each other. For, I think for a long time. Okay. Uh, uh, in the in the Harley Quinn cartoon, uh, in the in the show, they're kind of intimate with each other. But it's always been an underlying thing. Like once Harley, if Harley Quinn's not like glommed on to the Joker, she's kind of pursuing um, uh, Pamela, Poison Ivy. And, and, and what do you think about that? I mean, kind of get into some cool kind of comic book talk right now. That, mm-hmm. um, like, how is that from writer to writer, and you know, artist to artist, and editor to editor how do they keep that continuity spawning back from like when these characters come to be and you know how they you know change over time but you I mean you got a character even like harley quinn that's obviously not that old she, she's from the 90s i believe right yeah she, the early the 90s first, i believe yeah so the first appearance of harley quinn is you know from the 90s so whatever 30 years you say but how and how do they keep that continuity, Mike? Is it something that like DC really, um, you know, the editors and or the editor in chief and whatnot? Mm-hmm. Are they the ones that kind of we yeah. know they have the final say. But I mean, it's just weird to me to think that every single writer that comes and writes for, you know, a Harley Quinn um, or a Batman or anything that has to do with the poison ivy and whatnot to remember that to know i mean you got you had to be reading these books for a long time you can't just be you know a writer oh i've never read batman or i've never read detective not that i'm saying that anybody that's probably writing comic books haven't read that or wrote that but there might be Mm -hmm. you know yeah i mean yeah there's definitely creative director that kind of oversees that i bet and it's just that if to me it's an easy it's an easy grab if you want to be diverse like that. If you want to involve a uh, a a gay or a lesbian relationship in a story, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy is one of the more classic ones, so it's an easy one to kind of continue, you know. Um but see me I, being me uh, being more like novice as I say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
two plus years or whatnot. Seriously, I would say that I never knew that. That's why I'm asking you right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, you know, I'm reading the book and I'm like, oh, here they go again. Like they're not promoting it like the son of Cal or you know, um, yeah, John, you know, John Kent, but here it is in the book and i was like are they gonna go this way with it and it wasn't something that i knew so i'm glad that i asked yeah. you and uh, if there's some fans out there that didn't know well there you go uh comic bookie fans we all learn here we're uh, here to share <laughs> options and, and stuff with each other so i, I, I wasn't aware of that i'm i mean whatever it is what it is but man mm-hmm. the story's cool whatever batman detective i'm yeah. thoroughly enjoying it so I mean, I think it's just because it's it's been something in continuity for so long. Uh, even in the video games, they kind of talk to each other in a way that like kind of says it's kind of in a flirtatious way or, you know, like Harley has feelings for Poison Ivy even. I, I was playing actually – I'm replay, not replaying, but I'm actually for the first time playing those Arkham games. Never had a chance to when I was younger, so I uh, got them for cheap. So I'm playing them right now when I get a chance when the kids are in bed and you know, the wife's in bed as well. But, um, but yeah, I think it's – and then – I think because Jonathan Kent was new, right? And then, and then remember, in I think, crap, what was it? It was e- either a huge event, uh, like one of the crises, or um, the Green Lantern, like 80th anniversary. Remember they uh, unveiled uh, that it was, or maybe it was Future State or something like that. Like, wasn't it one of those ones where they uh, unveiled that the old Green Lantern, Alan Scott, was gay? Like they revealed him to be gay, and he's been a character for for decades and decades, but they finally revealed him to be gay, you know? So I think they kind of – if it's something new, then they would kind of promote it more. Like I saw an article on that. I saw an article on – obviously it was a huge thing with Jonathan Kent, um, but because that Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn are, are not a new thing, I think it's just a like a back-and-forth kind of recurring thing. And then, of course, when you read stories like Harleen or jo- or the Criminal Sanity one, it's back to – like you don't see that in those books because it's kind of off continuity. So you get so many things of Harley Quinn that's like back and forth. And then, But but if you watch things or if you read things for so long, then you kind of get used to it. So when it, when it comes back to you finally, like we may not see that, you know? Me and you, we may see a story of, of Jonathan Kent dating some other guy in like five years. But to us, it wouldn't be big news because we already knew that that was unveiled, you know. But for some True. other new readers, it's like, oh dang, he was like he was gay. Oh wow, I didn't I, I didn't even know that. Some people right now don't even know that he's the age that he's supposed to be. They think that he's some little kid like uh like Damien is supposed to be. Like they didn't know the whole story of him going to a new universe. Time kind of went uh, you know at a different pace. He comes back and he's like 12, 13 years older than he than he should be. So. You know. Speaking of that, did you like? Did you enjoy action? I don't. We didn't get to talk about it. I did. When he action finally was, goes to 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 uh, is it War World? I I mean I anything with Mongol, like I said two weeks ago, it's going to be really good. But unfortunately, I don't want to have to read that Justice League Incarnate. I don't want to have to read that to get that story. It. You know. So I hope I, I hope I don't. But it's it's looking like a good story. And the cover for Action Comics one uh, one thousand thirty seven come out tomorrow looks badass. Okay. Looks cool. Yeah. Books delayed again. At least oh, that. yeah. I did see that for our, yeah. our comic book store. Unfortunately, DC's been, I mean, that's probably what, the 10th time this year that DC's been delayed. So that kind of sucks. But, um, Moon Knight, it's like just flatlining for me. It's kind of flat. So it, like, once this story arc ends with this guy, uh, this new villain, um, I'm going to probably dump it. I've given it the chance. I, I hope that Black Panther is good. 
and I'll be able to kind of put, you know, it, it'll kind of take its place. Ditto with that, with Hulk number one. Did you see that one? I saw it on the shelf over there at Treasure Island. Obviously, so let me guess, Donny Cates, these first arcs, it's, 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 it's going to be really, really good. And then just like Thor, it's going to, it's going to fall off for you. How was the first issue of Hulk? First issue is pretty good. It's um pretty much Bruce Banner kind of um uh you know the story you got the Hulk and he Bruce Banner pretty much got him like in this like machine like where he's controlling him um what's the movie I'm trying to think of Have you watched that um the uh what is it the Spies in Disguise I think it's the third one where the dude were in Hollywood and he's like controlling the uh the little character because he's mm-hmm. been the he's been have you seen it Spies in Disguise three No, I haven't. Oh, seen, you I haven't seen that one yet. Okay, when you see it, you'll know. But he's basically like controlling the Hulk. Bruce Banner kind of is like turning on the world or whatever. Doesn't want you know. He's just it's like a whole different side of him. So basically, he's fighting um Iron Man. And they get into like this big squabble and whatnot, and it pretty much, you know, it ends with, uh, with, <laughs> well, actually, I don't want to say it, but it kind of ends with Bruce Banner becoming pretty much stronger than he started off to be because he got a little bit of tech from Mr. Um, Iron Man himself. But, um, you know, I enjoyed it. I'm actually probably going to pull this story because uh, I don't get too much Marvel. Everybody here knows that. And I'm down to read a little bit more Marvel than I can. Like you said, if Moon Knight doesn't do it for me, maybe this can. But I also did drop a Donny Cates story before in um, what was that book? Um, Can't even think of it right now. What was the book? Oh, Crossover. Uh, Crossover. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Didn't, it was all right. It's still going on, I believe. I didn't yeah. enjoy it too much, so I dropped that one. But um, you know, Hulk, he's a uh, obviously a huge character. Um, I never read a Hulk book before, so I've I'm always, always wanted to. I I haven't. You you haven't you me, either. Like you beat me to it. I'm I'm trying to find some old stuff. I, the next time I talk to Alex, you know, maybe sometime next year, I'm gonna try to find a like a nice trade paperback. That and Swamp Thing. I'm trying to you know get into some of those classic stories because I think Alan Moore Alan Moore has a really great uh, uh, Swamp Thing run. I actually got our our friend of the show Forrest. I actually got him for uh, Christmas or his birthday one year. I got him the first volume of that one. So that's the one I'm going to get of that one. But Hulk also, man, two of the green guys. I want to read more green guys. Yeah, the Hulk, I mean, plus you see a name like Donnie Cates on the cover. And you kind of obviously try to read a couple of his books. And then him getting a big spot here and restarting another Hulk, you know. But, um. I enjoyed it, you know. Obviously, it's a number one, so it's always gonna be um, enticing and try to uh, suck you in. But um, I'll put it on the pull list. See how it goes. See what Bruce Banner does with this monster of a Hulk that's kind of matched with uh, Mister Stark's uh, tech and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it, it, it's. Normal Marvel. I wouldn't say it's extraordinary. I wouldn't say it's subpar. I would say it's uh, for right now. It's right there with, um, you know, 
something yeah. I'd expect from Marvel. So nice. I'll pull I, it, see I mean, how it goes. I think my favorite one right now, currently reading, is probably that Fantastic Four life story, that like five issue mini, five six issue mini series. Super good, love that one. I think number four or five is coming out next week, so I'm really interested in that one. But let's go. Um, uh, for me, I'd like to go DC and then Image, then back to DC. So DC right now is the nice house on the lake, man. <clears throat> I think I think an, another great story. Like James Tynion is keeping me involved. He goes back in time and kind of gives you a, a backstory of Walter and uh, and you know the guy that they found in like the pyramid or the block or whatever, and he takes him inside, you know. And so I enjoyed it. What about you? I'm not enjoying it as much as you. I, really it's, yeah. it's it's super like weird and like it's a mystery and it's like sci-fi I, because it, i do like just... the weirdness to it i'll admit it i like the weirdness to it i i don't know if i enjoy so much of how he came in with the first issue giving us the doctor the may the janitor the the basketball player the yeah, chief yeah. you know yeah. and it's like I was like, I, for, I read that first issue and I'm like, geez, I'm going to have to memorize all these dudes. Well, you know, obviously you read all the rest of the issues. You don't really have to memorize them, but it's no, kind of like, really. it's just, do I really know all the characters? Like, I kind of feel like they're all kind of mumbled jumbled around. You have your core characters. Like right now you have the, um, speaking of, speaking of, you know, the LGBT community, we're getting oh, yeah. a little bit more of, you know, that's being uh, showed mm-hmm. that yeah, Walter, like Walter and then and then Reg, yeah, the guy, Reg, and yeah, Walter the guy they found was Reg. So they had like an intimate relationship and stuff. That's so, right. So it's uh, that was a obviously that's what pretty much the half of this this issue was about, in my opinion. But yeah, you know, true. Uh, but like, but like the thing is, like he he tried to find the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? Like he knew the world was going to end, and he's like part of a family. You know, like he kind of unveils like kind of who he who he is and what kind of his plan was from the beginning so i mean to to me it's to me it's getting pretty crazy i i I enjoy it i don't enjoy it as much as like a noctera or a department of truth but it's 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 still i'm not going to drop it obviously you know like if it's going to be six or seven huh that was six but didn't alex say isn't this the one where it's like three different books of you know of like 12 issues isn't this supposed to be like a long drawn out thing or was that undiscovered country i thought this one was also one of those long-term things i don't know if it's just 12 issues then that's fine but i thought that he says that you know he might take a break but this is supposed to build off of something not just the 12 issues so i mean i'm all for it but primordial from image a lot better the issue you know the dog and the monkeys actually talk to each other not just the bark bark and the woof woof and stuff like what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it was good. No That's wonder we another got it. One. Like we're, no wonder we're... we got it like you know two out of four weeks or whatever because they didn't have to do crap for it for, for for the second issue. So they're like, oh yeah, we can go ahead and release the third issue pretty quick. And of course, the KGB or military police is is uh is is chasing the doctor and you know his new companion. They went to a uh, an ex Nazi satellite to kind of you know, figure things out. And, um, uh, it's, this is super weird, super freaky, just kind of like what house on the, you know, like nice house on the lake. It's if you're into this kind of stuff where it's like, Whoa, what the hell? Like, you know, like the dog and the monkey are going home, but like what, 
all types of these this like prison like this shapes and like like what is this you know it's like you know like what you see on the last page of every story of like whoa what is that like it keeps you intrigued like i'm i'm interested i'm not going to drop it so it being a a, a mini series i believe like uh, of course jeff lemire is not going to you know just like with may's book may's book was a lot better I was going to talk about that last week. I thought May's book was a lot better. He actually got to where he was supposed to go. And sure enough, in that story, another talking dog at the end of the book. You know, like I think Jeff Lemire is into these talking animals. So what do you think, though, Papa? You think that I think that we're kind of reaching a point. I mean, I'm enjoying most of I mean, I enjoy the books I'm reading right now. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say that there's something extraordinary. I would still say that the DC books that I'm reading and uh maybe a couple months ago that might have not been the you know that might have not been what i would have said i think that a couple months ago we were really into these image really into these booms you know dark blood obviously is coming out tomorrow you know i see that i see that face that you just made yeah you're not i'm glad it's a mini series it's okay it's okay exactly you know a lot of these books but you're right though dude it's like the right now i feel like I'm getting like Batman quad- detective like those are the probably the still the best ones we read. Well, I'm excited to see that human target read that human target that also came out ah, today. That's right, right. That's right. Number three, I think. Right. Two or three. That's two. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I still haven't got my made in Korea. That one is Alex hasn't gotten it. Hopefully I get it this week. Um, it kind of just sucks that this supply chain is still messed up that bad for just you know paper and ink right in the bro tell me about it like even at even at my job we're like dealing with so many you know delays and shipments and shortages it's like you know and to have to still meet the the due dates for these for these for the product you know it's it's insane right? can't meet the due dates if you ain't got the product exactly we're have to we have to submit all these back or you know i'm not going to get into the job part of it but you know um, so yeah, but, but, but you no, know, I do see where you're coming from. I, I do understand. So let's get into one of those. I mean, for me, it's like Department of Truth is up there. Top five. Honestly, Noctera is amazing. Um, Scott Snyder is, I mean, I'm so sad that he's not doing like an ongoing, like it is ongoing, but he took a, a huge break. Uh, honestly, some of those AWA are, are, are good. I like the moths. I like that. It's a side story to the, the resistance. Um, you know, uh, I just like some of these mini stories, man. You know, like, of course, the Batman and the action, all those, those are going to be ones that I always get. And those are, you know, top of the line, cream of the crop. But some of these other short stories, people ought to get. They ought to get because it's really good. But so Batman, final, final issue of James Tinian's uh, long run. I think he went from what, like 81 to 117 I think Tom King went the first 80, then 81 through 117. So this is Batman 117 uh, rounding out the fear state. I think Detective from last week, it was also fear state. And we have like a fear state Omega, you know, kind of just to put the kibosh on it. And then here comes Josh Williamson for 118 whenever that's coming out in December. What did you think of 117, man? I I got a question, though, real quick. Uh, Yeah. Actually, so you haven't read the – the detective yet it's 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 sitting right here it's like yeah i told you that i was i was excited for a couple of these books that i'm going to get into starting um you know 
Sunday at the end of my work week, possibly tomorrow night because I don't start work this week until Thursday. Um, but who knows? Jeez, uh, I, I want your opinion on Detective right now. You I know want what? it so bad. Uh, I want all right. it so, well, I mean, so Let's take a quick 15-minute break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's so, good, so, though. It's okay. real, real good. And it's just the way that both writers – like it's another thing that we talked about, the editorials and the editors-in-chief and how they keep these stories mingling and meshing together. Fear State, obviously, it's a – you know, it's an uh, – um, it's a – Whatever, something that's happening right now in the DC universe, but mm-hmm. um, it's it, we you obviously read Batman, you know that it's gonna go on to something else completely different, like it's almost hitting a 180 on us, right, Mike? Um, yeah, I mean, you have like, a new character coming out in like Abyss. I don't know the direction of everything, you know, because you have all the Bat family, you had all them like dressing up as like magistrate, you know, well, officers and kind of taking up, down, um, uh, crane. what about Simon crane? Saint? Huh? Tell me what, what's going to happen with crane. That's what well, I want to know. Well, he's obviously alive. I mean, like the, the, the last, we, we only saw him for like one page cause miracle Molly like knocked him out. And then that was it for like him in that story. It was mainly Batman and peacekeeper, uh, one. And then him trying to stop miracle Molly from still, detonating the bomb and then harley kind of talks poison ivy off of the cliff because the gardener somehow uh, took a seed of her innocence and then planted it into a new poison ivy and then they mesh together so now she's good again it was it was a pretty cool end to the story i'm not sure how i like the end of you know like for this to be the end of his run I was like, eh, it was kind of like, whatever, like him and Miracle Molly, like everything's going to be okay. Like, I don't know. And I text you guys. It was like, Tinyan's now gone, right? So are we going to not see Bao for a while? Is Williamson going to take Bao, fam, clown hunters? Is he going to take Miracle Molly? I mean, I think he will. Is he even going to take the magistrate in this whole future state? Is he even going to continue this? He might have to because maybe DC wants it to go in that direction. But as far as specific characters, is he going to take, you know, is Harley still going to be on the team? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's going to be weird. It's always, it's always so many questions when it comes to, um, you know, writer changes. So it's going to be very interesting. We'll have a huge review later this month, you know, going into closer to Christmas time. But yeah, I mean, this is pretty, it, this, but it was good. I did enjoy it. I, I love Miracle Molly's character too. She was like, are you sure it's not a trick? And she just plugs like, Literally, like, just, like plugs a USB shit into her ear, and it was like, it sees like what you see. I thought that was pretty cool, and we finally see the bat signal for the first time since before the Joker War. So that was pretty, pretty cool. Um, but what about you? I mean, like, what what, what direction do you think Batman's gonna go? This will be our final kind of uh, topic before we uh, get onto the news. Man, it's hard to tell. Supposedly, he's gonna. I think. Uh, Williamson is going to start him off with out of Gotham, right? Yeah, it, it looks like it. It looks like it because there's been a, a bunch of ads in all these DC books about him coming in. It's like, you know, a new four arcs, uh, like a new, uh, it's like a new four issue arc featuring international intrigue and a brand new villain. So obviously this abyss might be uh, European or South American or wherever, non Gotham, non United States. So. We shall yeah. see. You know, it's kind of weird to it's man, detective and how Batman kind of just coincides so close to each other. 
it's kind of hard to tell where it's going to go. I'd like to see more Bao Fam, but he's obviously, you know, clown hunter. And with the whole Joker war being over, that whole type mm-hmm. of, you know, synopsis kind of being pushed to the side right now. And uh, it's I, what do you man, knowing not knowing Williamson, but, you know, obviously reading a couple of his books throughout the years of recording this podcast and whatnot. I would have to say that I think I think Williamson's gonna put him in some top of some type of uh, multiverse type, you know, just uh Yeah, I don't know. Why does Williamson always go that way with it though? I just uh What do you think what do you think about Tiny and then Joker going forward? Do you think he's gonna still put in the 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 quality in the Joker, even though now he's he's not doing Batman as much. So I hope so. I hope that it, it continues. Is, is Tamaki still going to be doing Detective? Yeah, I think so. I don't think they have a change because they would be promoting it in all the books. You know, I don't think it is. But uh, I hope Jorge Molina does good on the artwork, too, because how good has Jorge Jimenez and Tomeo Mori been on this tiny and Batman run? I love I love this team. Uh, that's been on Batman as far as the artwork plus the writing is concerned. It's been amazing. So we'll see what happens, man. We will, we shall see what happens. So if uh, you're done, then I'm done with comic books. Uh, let's get into some of the news. Uh, like I said in the intro, uh, a lot of Spider-Man news, a lot of San Diego Comic-Con news, but just a couple of tidbits before we get into those two things. Um, February 25th, right after my mom's birthday, my wife's birthday, is uh, Vikings Valhalla is the new Netflix series, and they have uh, officially have an, uh, a release date for the show. So all you Vikings fans out there, the you know I think it's just the you know off series, kind of like the Mayans is to the Sons of Anarchy, that starts in February of next year. So literally right after the Daytona 500, you'll be getting Vikings Valhalla. Uh, Mark, let's get into uh, Spider-Man a little bit. So Tom Holland uh, confirms that he is going to stay as Spider-Man in the MCU even after the Spider-Man No Way Home um, movie comes out and is released. Uh, but that movie comes out on December 17th. Monday was Cyber Monday, and that was the first day that you were able to pre-order tickets. Spider-Man No Way Home was the biggest pre-sale of tickets for any movie since, of course, Avengers Endgame. So that was pretty cool. That's true. I was but not one they of them. Were, they were, they I don't were know if you were one of them. Say that again. I was not one of those people who pre-ordered uh, a ticket. I don't. I don't think you were either. So uh, I hope that I can were, find time. How much? Didn't you say how much were they selling for? Well, scalpers are trying to sell them for thousands, but why? I don't because know. Because if they come with an NFT, well, that's yeah. The I odd- mean, if they do that, but if someone is paying four figures for a movie ticket, you're stupid. Like you're but dumb. They're not paying for the movie ticket. They're paying for the NFC, the NFC, the NFT. <laughs> The a- AFC or <laughs> NFC? AMC and Sony to gift NFTs to Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, okay. So, okay, so that's the reason why they're that, selling for that much. I thought it was just like, oh my god, it. I have to see this movie like the first showing of the first freaking day, so I'm going to pay $1,000. Okay, I didn't know there was an NFT attached to it, so okay. Yeah, and the whole AMC uh, GameStop BS too because – I think that I read that it was AMC's for um, highest or second highest ever uh, ticket sale in a day. 
because of this, I'm telling you, it's just um, you saw the whole pump on the stocks when it came to the AMC. Now you got a you know a worldwide figure with Spider-Man. You got Sony Pictures. You got Marvel. It's just man, it's just I think that's the whole reason. It's they gave out this NFT. These things are going for you know I don't even know the whole story behind the NFTs. It's just still wild to me, but it goes back. Yeah. So to, is it like did they did they give out a certain amount of them? And are they identical or are they all one of a kind? You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. I have like the to... first the first 100,000 people, did they get their own NFT of something specific or did they all get uh, 100,000 like of the same NFT? So if you're one of 10,000 people or 100,000 people to own this NFT, then that's why they were selling it for $1,000. I don't know. If they Wax. were – W-A-X, Wax Blockchain, has been chosen by Sam- Sony Pictures and AMC Theaters for Sony Pictures Spider-Man No Way Home NFT promotion, the first ever NFT promotion between a studio and a major theatrical exhibitor. The decision to utilize Wax Blockchain was based on several key benefits of Wax Blockchain, including eco-friendliness and mass market accessibility. Um I think this is – I just pulled this up real quick. It's talking about you – know, I think it's more about the blockchain. I want to okay. know – yeah, I wanted to know more about the actual – this is actually talking more about the blockchain itself. Okay. But uh, I don't know if it was that ex- – it obviously was exclusive if they're selling tickets for four digits or four figures like you said. But um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, just uh, – things are crazy right now. I yeah. think this metaverse, Disney – Sony, um, Facebook, all this shit's about to get crazy. And, you know, things are going for thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands. And if this is something really that exclusive, then, hey, people are willing to pay for for, yeah. for it if it's going to be worth five or six in the coming months. I mean, if it, if, it, if, it, if it gets good reviews and it's like, oh, my God, I have to go see it. If my wife says, oh, hey, let's go see it, then fine. But I <laughs> – I'm not going to be surprised if I treat it like Shane Chi and stuff like that and then wait the three months or whatever. And it comes out on, on, you know, Disney plus in March of next year. And I'm watching it that weekend. I wouldn't be surprised, but definitely AM, I'm excited. AMC is embracing the NFT craze. The theater chain and Sony pictures will be offering 86,000 NFTs or non fungible yeah. tokens. 86 K. So, 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 so 86,000 of an identical thing. One is worth a thousand dollars. Come on now. Like if there was only like ten of them, like a freaking Willy Wonka golden ticket, then fine. But so Stubbs, Christ. AMC Premier, AMC Stubbs A list, and AMC Investor Connect members who order advance tickets for the opening of Spider Man No Way Home. Did they even sell eighty six thousand copies of Son of Kal El number five? You know, it's like the come film on, dude. opens December nineteenth, right in time for the Christmas holidays. Ha ha ha! After being pushed back, finally getting it right before Christmas. Opening night went on sale November 29th. Members who qualify receive an email with instructions on how to claim their NFT on December twenty second. The tokens must be redeemed by March first. In and addition to being eco friendly, it was essential that the process receiving it receiving All right. NFT. All right. We're good. <laughs> he, he's not ready for. I, I mean, I'm 
I mean, I'm actually interested in this type of stuff, you know. This is stupid. You're, I mean, okay, you so, you're not, so you're interested in that, but you're not interested in this whole stock market thing with the cars that you don't even have a car on the road and the stock's worth like hundreds or thousands ex- of dollars. It's the same thing. Like, wh- how is it like it's it's dumb? Okay, that's the same thing that people were telling you 12 years ago when they were telling you to invest in Bitcoin when it was a dollar, and you're like, it's dumb. It's dumb. Now look at it. But how we many? All think but how dumb. many things? How many things are like Bitcoin? Okay. You can't but, go, you can't come come back to Bitcoin every time. That's the only thing okay. that's like, oh my god, frick, it, it, it's gone but up. You see that it much. happening around you. Facebook is aligning itself. The metaverse, Roblox. There's all types of shit that's literally aligning itself. This blockchain BS. I mean, this yeah. AR, augmented reality, this Oculus, all this shit, man. You see it, it's right in front of you. I mean, I hate to say it. I think it's kind of dumb in a way too. It's it is what it is, right? But we're we're old millennials, dude, and we're like, you know, this is stuff. We thought Bitcoin was dumb, and like I said, say it again. Like here we are at between fifty, sixty thousand on this damn coin. So yeah. NFTs, hey, you never know, man. And I don't know eighty six thousand. Just because they're giving away 86,000, Michael, they didn't say they're going to be all the same. There could be 10 that are completely exclusive. Well, that, well, that, well then that'd be cool. I, I hope that there's like, oh, my God, you got one of like 25 that are like, yeah, it, I mean, that would be cool. But, um, OK. Yeah, it's so. weird. I mean, NFT, non-fungible token, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to understand. But there's people right now that are really understand it and really into that space. And they're the ones that are probably going to. You know, profit, because I think it's a real thing and I don't want to be, you know, naive to it. It's just that uh, how long or how or how much do I actually want to put some time into actually understand it? And, you know, yeah, I just yeah. obviously get a couple of understand it someday, whether or not it tanks or whether or not it prevails. But uh, NFT is the biggest thing right now next to cryptocurrencies and all that stuff. So and, and, yeah. and it's perfect, dude. I mean, AMC. You you heard about it. They were at 225 before this pump. They were going to go bankrupt. That's why I sold my shares, which I hate. I mean, that's a whole other story at that. But what I'm saying is AMC is trying to still do things to probably pay back debt, fix their balance sheets, you know, still pump their stock and do what they got to do. They're, they're, they're accepting Bitcoin, Dogecoin. They're doing all types of promotions with popcorn. They're doing now promotions with Marvel and NFTs and Spider-Man. I mean, the CEO, Adam Aaron, he's pretty much a damn, he's a pretty smart guy if you ask me, but he's taking advantage of the situation and the whole landscape around him right now. And, um, I mean, it is what it is. A lot of time spent on, uh, Spider-Man, but it's kind of the biggest thing since it happened, popped off last night and whatnot. But if you were one of the lucky people to get that email, let the comic bookies know at our email at comicbookies at gmail.com. So uh, we'll love to know if uh, you want to share one of your 86,000 NFTs with us. But yeah, yeah, pretty cool. I thought I think it's pretty cool. Pretty cool story. Yeah, the whole NFT, the whole I mean, it just screams. You know, NFC. This, this is for the NFT. This is this is for people who have more money than I do. So if I get a couple raises at work and I stop going to Disneyland every year, then maybe I'll invest more time and money into stocks and uh, you know other things like that. But hey, I'm happy with the 401k. I'm happy with uh, with what I have now. So that's all. Yeah. 401ks is 401 old schools. That's what it's going to be called pretty soon, man. It's just uh, hey hey. It, 
If it gets me to retire, if it gets my kids in college or whatever, old the school, new school, I don't know. Okay. NFTs. So. That's the that's the new 401. And <laughs> all right, cool. So uh, let's get into some box, box office numbers real quick, Mike, if you will. Do you want to or no? I got some right in front of me on the weekend. It was in Kanto, 27.2 million. My daughter, my wife went to go see it with my niece, my sister. Ghostbusters coming in right there at 24.2. Nice. Um, but it actually has changed. As of on Monday, I'm seeing that uh, House of Gucci got more made more today with 1.1. So on Monday, people want to see uh, House of Gucci. Uh, mm-hmm. But House of Gucci did come on third um, in uh, over the weekend in the box office. These are the domestic numbers, Mike. Uh, you said that your daughter wanted to go see it. You're gonna go take her, mm-hmm. uh, dude. What do you think, man? These, uh, I think, uh, I think Spider Man's actually gonna break the box office, man. I think probably. It's gonna, I mean, it's gonna be pretty crazy if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, you'll have to look at like t- number of tickets, you know, because obviously if prices are you know, higher than they were when they're obviously like the money. I never look at the money because obviously the money is always going to break records because the prices are only getting higher. Um, but like number of tickets, I, I want to know those numbers. I don't know if they've ever unveiled number of asses in seats. Of I course, money is always going to increase, but I want to know number of asses in seats. I think it's pretty strategic. I think it's pretty strategic of what they're doing because you see how they're releasing it. What? Like six days before Christmas. So they're doing it like, Right before to get that whole onslaught of people out of the way. And then, oh, you're going to get all the holiday people taking the extra long vacations. What the biggest movie at the box office right now? Everybody's have to go see No Way Home. So it's if gonna everyone be- if everyone who doesn't celebrate Christmas's tradition is to go to the movies. Every single person is going to see Spider-Man on Christmas Day, you know, exactly. And I mean, so. Yeah. You're gonna push something back so many times and have to put it on hold when you've been trying to make money off of it for so long. Why not try to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you've had your theme parks closed, you've had all types of, you know, speed bumps in the road ever since this pandemic, and why not try to, uh, you know, make as much as you can? So yeah, but one thing I will definitely say that we have to go to next year, one of two, obviously. We don't make the big one fine, but San Diego Comic-Con was this past week, Friday through Sunday, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. It was a smaller event, so um, I didn't really look into what they actually had, but I saw a bunch of like Instagram stories. Uh, they had booths and stuff. I don't know if they had any like panels or sneak peeks of like movies or TV or whatever, but uh, it, it still looked like a good time to go out. Uh, I know you and Sean have uh, never been to a, the San Diego Comic-Con. Silicon Valley is probably the biggest one you've been to, but uh, they were also released. I think you got on your ticket the days for next year uh, for 2022, July 21st to the 24th and April Fool's Day, April 1st through the 3rd is WonderCon in Anaheim. I think we should go hit one of the two. I mean, what's the exact cool. difference? One's just San Diego, one's the LA, and one's Anaheim. Yeah, I think. Oh, and then WonderCon's just a little smaller. Like San Diego, SDCC is like the biggest one. That and like New York Comic Con are like the two biggest Comic Cons. Emerald you know. City. Yeah, That's Emerald City is kind of big. Chicago's got a big one, um, but yeah, I, and then WonderCon's right there. Like WonderCon's probably top five. 
top seven as far as biggest comic cons you know and I, just then it like, be, I, I like i like the name you know san diego yeah. comic con it's just you know there's no that's not original it's just san diego it's just go to wonder con i mean it's like 51 or 52 years old they were probably less original back then where yeah. are we gonna have it san diego sounds good what are we gonna call it What's well, it comic con uh it's in uh, san diego uh, san diego uh, comic con let's call it that man <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah and then of oh, course when it's in, when, of yeah. course when it's in anaheim right across oh, yeah when, it, when it's when it's in anaheim right across the highway from uh little mouse ears right it's gotta be like what do we what, what magical name do we have to figure so out for this comic-con what what about WonderCon? exactly but wonder i wonder mean, what they're gonna come see here right? hey april 1st is like the opening weekend of baseball too we can actually let's see if the a's or or wherever are in anaheim or Drive down another 45 minutes south and hit a Padres game. I've, ne- I've never been to a Padres game at Pac Bell Park, so that's that could be like a nice little comic booky weekend. Go. We could go and you know, definitely go. first time going to Anaheim in a long time and not going to the to Disneyland, but definitely a cheaper weekend if we go do that. Go to like one day at WonderCon and then hit up a baseball game or something. That is like legit colliding the world of sports and comics in one weekend. So that'd that's be what, pretty. That'd be pretty cool. That's what we strive here. That's what we strive to do here, man. I mean, yep. But um, I mean, that's it for me. Uh, Hawkeye. I did uh, see the first two episodes. Um, actually, pretty good. Um, it's one uh, like again, one of those Marvel shows. It's like the first two episodes are like, you know, you want more out of like two forty-five, fifty-minute episodes, and knowing that there are only six, it's like ah, oh, like it, it had some good action. The story was pretty good. Of course, it had like the silly humor that Marvel always puts in and everything. But um, yeah, I I want to see more. And unfortunately, there are only four more episodes in the season. So I think tomorrow, December 1st, I think every Wednesday, another one or two episodes gets released. So I'll be watching those two uh, over this either tomorrow or over the weekend. And I will have more news on that. So um, I heard the view the viewership dropped off from the first to the second episode, though. Can you tell me why, Mike? Do you know they were released on the same day? I'm wondering if it was just like they. Uh, I'm wondering if they just needed to watch they they watched the first one and then they just kind of got well I mean they it got released didn't it get released like the day before Thanksgiving it's like so it's like day. it's like reading a number one and a number two of issues on the comic books like how good how well, how good is the no first I one? mean I don't think this has anything to the quality think about it if they release um the first two episodes on what day was it was it like on Thanksgiving Day. I forgot what day it was. So if we can figure out what day it was, you, you know, let's do some investigating, right? Let's go, dun, dun, let's go Law and Order, you know? So the first two episodes were released on, I'm delaying this on purpose, was November 24th. So that was literally the day before Thanksgiving, last Wednesday. So people are getting ready for the holiday. They're either traveling or whatever, but you know what? Let's squeeze in one episode. Let's squeeze in the first episode of Hawkeye. And then here comes Thanksgiving, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You're doing everything with family. It's now Tuesday. You probably still haven't gotten around to watching it because now you're back at work on Monday. That's why the viewership might be down from episode two because people only had time to watch the first one. With my school work schedule, I was able to watch both of them back to back. So I don't think it says anything to the quality like, you know, of the first episode, like, nah, I'm dumping this. You could say that because you're so confused about the first episode of WandaVision, but this one, no, I, th- I think it had something to do with the holiday and people having so much stuff to do to prepare for Thanksgiving. That's what I, that's, that's my opinion. Could be, could be. It could be, or, or it could be exactly what you're saying. Like, oh no, it was crap. So people just didn't watch the second episode. I don't know. 
I'm just trying to think like outside the box and like, you know, just the context of what day it was. It was literally Thanksgiving Eve. But um, but yeah, uh, I thought I, I thought it was good. I think it, was, it could have been with the actor, right? It's not the same. Um, the, the Hawkeye that we all know and love. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. What's his name? Jeremy Renner. Oh, so he is in it. Yeah, no, he's in oh, it. Oh, OK. Yeah. He, they're they're just unveiling um uh, a new Hawkeye, like Lady Hawkeye, which oh. I did find which I did find out that her first appearance was in Young Avengers number one in like two thousand something. So what's the point she, of them doing all these though? Are they gonna um, like build I mean, something bigger with all yeah, these? Uh, I think instead of doing just blockbuster movies, it's like we we already have Disney Plus and we already have the money to do hella movies, so let's just do all these TV shows. So like in between all these movies, you also have a TV show to watch, and I think they kind of go together. Like watch, like when you get this Doctor Strange and Spider Man and uh, Hulk, you know, Love and Thunder, it's going to You're somehow gonna... mesh with you know because we we saw the multiverse opening up with Loki and with Wandavision, so we're gonna get that. With Spider-Man, it's all going to come together in some sort of like crazy meshed up thing. It's all going to tie in. Even what if, huh? It's all going to tie in. It's all going to tie in. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's that that's pretty much it for me. That's it for the comic book. So we're going to take a short break, uh, grab another drink, go to the bathroom. But thank you so much for watching, watching, watching and listening, watching, <laughs> watch, another. Yeah, watching and listening to the Comic Boogies Podcast, episode 134. We will be right back uh, for the sports section. Stay tuned, folks. And as the music fades out, we are back with episode 134 of the Comic Boogies Podcast. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Uh, like always, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Email us at thecomicbookies at gmail.com. And, of course, subscribe or follow to our YouTube and Twitch channels to get all the latest uh, live streams. And when we actually hop back on it, we will get you shortly, I promise, some videos and some shorts. Uh, but let's get into some sports there, Mark. Uh, you see the picture if you're watching live of our uh, our friend uh, LeBum James. Uh, so let's get into a little bit of NBA action. The Warriors finally lose uh, in Phoenix. You actually told us earlier this week, you were texting each other, and you said it's a big week for the Warriors. They have the Suns twice this week. Um, so, so yeah, so the NBA, um, I, I got to tell you, I'm not watching it more, I'm, you know, and, and not because, you know, I, I don't – it's not like, oh, I hate the NBA, blah, blah, blah. I just – Never really find the time. It's kind of like baseball, hockey, and and basketball are those sports where I turn it on, turn the volume up, and I kind of like cook dinner or play with the kids or do something in the background. Football is really football is really the only sport where I can like actually sit down on my ass and for three hours and do nothing but watch that sport. Everything else, even NASCAR, is like oh like I can fold laundry, I can go like like disappear and empty the gutters or put the you know put the Christmas the Christmas lights up. And come back and like, oh, a quarter later, something else has happened. Like, here's a, a score or whatever. So, yeah, I just haven't really gotten into the actual sport. But I know, I know because the Warriors are better, I know it's 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 funner to watch. Yeah, and the Warriors obviously going down tonight in Phoenix to the Suns. Uh, even though they have the same record, the Suns have won 17 in a row. 
Oh, 18 wow. and three, 18 and three, both teams is record. And um, obviously the Suns right now with the tiebreaker after winning tonight, becoming mm-hmm. victorious. I believe they won by seven or eight points or something. So they covered the spread yeah. as well. Um, in the East, you have Brooklyn, obviously having a pretty good showing tonight. James Harden doing pretty good, scoring uh, like 15 points in the first quarter over under of 22 and a half today that he had, but um, I think he got there pretty easily. Chicago Bulls second, one and a half games behind the Heat. Our boy Tyler Hero still uh, holding steadily. Um, the East is a lot closer, Mike, right now with a lot of teams, uh, two, three games behind. First place, Brooklyn with the Wizards, two games. Bucks, two games. Hornets, three games. And in the West, like I said, um, the next closest team is the Jazz behind the Warriors and the Suns with four games behind. And then you got Dallas, Memphis, the Clippers, Minnesota, the Lakers, all seven games behind with the Portland Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets, respectively, seven and a half games behind in this young season. Um, I mean, it's been pretty exciting so far. We talked about it before. Prior uh, episodes, 133, we talked about how uh, a lot of parody, how even though you, you're not watching as much, you can kind of tell that, you know, there is a little bit more parody and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's always good. Obviously, when the New York Knickerbockers are playing good, it's always good when, uh, you know, the Chicago Bulls are up there contending for us millennials that, you know, saw Jordan do it, grew up in the 90s and whatnot. And even for us in the Bay Area to see the Golden State Warriors after sucking for so many years through the run TMC and, you know, even the We Believe years that were um, but still you know, packing the arena, bro. Still pack the arena out there in Oakland, you know, in Oakland. Now they're in San Francisco. It's a different vibe. Probably still packing the arena with all that dot com money out there in the city by the bay. I actually saw the arena the other day, bro. You saw it? Yeah. Yesterday I went to go visit my uh, sister-in-law and her new baby girl uh, who actually shares a birthday with me. So there goes my birthday for the rest of my life. Uh, (laughs) No, but we went over the Bay Bridge uh, because they live in um, uh, like right, you know, right by San Francisco. And we saw it. I was like, Hey, to my wife, Hey, can we go over there and check it out? She goes, no, we don't have time. And who knows about Embarcadero and that whole area. If it's going to take us a half an hour itself just to get there and get out of there. And, you know, of course we have the kids in the back or whatever, but yeah, no, I, I saw it for like the second or third time since it's been fully up, still haven't even driven by it. So, you know, you got to rent those little scooters. That's how you get, that's the easiest way to get San Francisco, get around San Francisco, man. Or those go-cars, bro. You and, you and your wife have to try the go-cars, the little yellow cars you see in the city. It's super fun and it has the speakers on the side that gives you a tour. Dude, it was really fun. It was like me and my wife had a day. Of course, it was when I, you know, uh, when I used to do, uh, romantic things. <laughs> I try now, but you know, back then it was, <laughs> I tried a lot harder. I took her out for the day, did the go-cars and took her to a Giants game because she's a Giants fan. But yeah. Dude, like one of those days, like either whether it's I think they have them in San Diego and like a couple other big cities, but it's fun. It's super yeah, fun, man. I'm actually kind of scared of those things because I was working out there in the city one time <laughs> and one of those damn things, the back tire, because obviously it's got the two tires in the front and the one in the back and the back yeah. one got stuck in the cable car, the line for the cable car. That's like a and it just dude, I hear like a I'm like, what the hell? I look back and I'm working right there, you know, building a storefront and whatnot. I look back and the damn thing flipped over 
<gasps> and then we were all just like, geez. What well, we did happened? wear helmets, so good, that, well, that, that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, they got out. They were good. Nothing happened. It wasn't serious. But I guess when the guy was turning, the little back tire got stuck in the, you know, the, the railway, if you will. And um, dude just flipped, flipped him and his chick over, probably on a date like you. And uh, there it goes, man, <laughs> upside down, topsy turvy. But uh, yeah, I'll probably stay away from one of those. I'd rather ride, you know, I'd rather ride the Harley through the city, man, because at least oh, there you, you go. Through, at least you can get through traffic. That thing ain't doing you no damn good, no damn good. You can't know, split traffic it, it, in that. It's thing. like one of those things where it's like you kind of like take a tour of it too. Like what? Like I've been down to San Diego. Like you know, we've been down to San Diego for a bunch, for a couple guys trips and stuff. And I've always wanted to do one of those um, things where it's like the bar, you know, and then you're like pedaling like a bike, and then like there's like a bartender. <laughs> remember like the, those things that we saw? I was like, I've always wanted to try that too. Like one of those. I forgot what they're called. Total white boy shit, dude. Right dude, there. <laughs> it's fun, you know. You know, it's and it's got to be San Diego, right? Right. And then Livermore has this the the wine trains or the wine buses. You'd get to like take a tour to different wineries and do that stuff. Anyways, get back on sports. So yeah. um so back to the NBA though, like LeBron James, like like I said in the intro, dude, this guy's gotta go. He's like he's doing way too much. I mean yeah. he, Cantor's he, exposing all, him. Cantor uh-huh. Cant, uh, Ernest Cantor Freedom is exposing him right now, dude. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know, right? But I mean, come on, dude. You do the whole thing with the um, what's his name from the 76ers like come on that was hell of on purpose and then you only get one game of course because you're LeBron James and then you only get like a small what like twenty or thirty thousand dollar fine for and like then straight he goes up all Karen on the fan and gets him kicked out this is all happening in the same week yeah. right. So he's getting called out by Cantor. He's getting um he's he he's um he's bush leaguing some uh Isaiah Stewart from the yeah, Stewart. Detroit Pistons. Detroit, yeah, he's, sorry, yeah, yeah, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit Pistons. He's like obviously I mean, it didn't look at that accidental to me, right? You no. saw he came around with it. It was kinda like I don't even want to mention it, but Tony Stewart when he when he was on that dirt track. You don't remember. I'm not even going to mention it. Brat, brat. It came around, hit the little gas when the guy came onto the dirt. And it's, whole, whole new rules came into place. Even NASCAR started it. You can't get out of the car when there's an accident and whatnot because of whatever. It's If you want to look it up, look up Tony Stewart. Oh, is this guy went Tony Stewart. Tony, yeah, yeah. Tony Stewart, death, dirt track. Just look it up if you guys yeah. want to know it. But, uh, but I mean, like that was not like he like like whether or not he tried to hit him in the face, he tried to like like get yeah. off of me like he was going to yeah. hit him in the chest and the neck or somewhere. He was he was ready to hit him with hit with that with that throw with that hand. So within like a week or two, you had that incident. You have Ernest Enos Cantor Freedom calling him out, obviously having pictorial images on his sneakers when they played him you know <laughs> then you have um now you have him acting like a karen getting fans tossed out you got him getting like suspended he's like over there holding his balls act and whatnot it's just dude dude's kind of losing it i know he wants one more year to he, he's holding on for a couple more years i think he wants to play with his son brawny brawny uh, yeah Right now, the Lakers are still holding tight at a like seven, eight. Well, it depends on your book. I'd say in the eight, nine to t- nine range. I mm-hmm. think that um, I just think that's a long shot. I think the Lakers have no chance this year. I think that what we said when we were obviously recording during that bubble, bubble ball, right? When they were all played down there in Orlando when uh, COVID year and they won the championship, uh, we all knew it was a fluke. Kind of like, yeah. uh, Kind of like uh, 
you know, I hate to say it, but Alex hates when we say it because he wanted to win so bad for the Dodgers this year because he didn't like people saying that it was a fluke that they only had to play six <laughs> games during that COVID World Series year. But um, that's that enough. Was BS, so, though. That was I mean, six. It's a little bit different. Bubble ball. OK, I get it, even though I feel like it, it's a little bit different, you know. But with 60 games, when you usually play 160, 162, I'm, yeah, that's yeah, 162 exactly, 102 games less. Yeah, come on. but um, nonetheless, uh, Golden State, Brooklyn, still pretty much kind of your co-favorites here. I think Brooklyn's still a little bit ahead. Obviously, the Warriors winning or losing tonight, but with playing Phoenix coming up, I think it's Thursday or Friday they play them again. And then obviously again on Christmas Day, that's going to be huge with those good matchups. I I don't know if the game's going to be in San Francisco or in Phoenix. I think it might be at home in San Francisco. But um, crazy. Still got the Chicago Bulls sitting at about 30-1 to to win a championship. I mean, you got the second team currently sitting in the East at 30-1 to to win the championship. The Heat that are actually the third team in the East have better odds or, you know, less odds at 12 to one to win the championship. So mm. what does that tell you? What odds makers are thinking about this uh, young team over there in Chai city. I think that Chicago is real good this year. I think that basketball teams take a little bit of time to gel. It's very hard that a basketball team just comes out the very first year, unless it's like an anomaly that kind of happens with like, um, what happened with the Warriors with the injuries with KD and the injuries with Clay Thompson that the Raptors were able to just acquire, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard for that one year and make it happen in Toronto with yeah. DeRozan and whatnot. So that type of stuff doesn't really happen in the NBA. I think the Chicago Bulls are probably going to have another year or two to really get to the, you know, the top, you know, pinnacle in the East, especially in the NBA. But, um, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, a lot of good teams here with a lot of long odds, dude. You yeah. know, seventy. Uh, the, War- the Warriors play at Phoenix uh, on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two p.m. So at least it's you know, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So cool. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good teams here with long odds, man. You know. Yeah, but, we'll see. But like uh, you say, the NBA comes down to those couple teams, and right now you're pretty much pricing in. Uh, you know, I can't believe the Suns. I can't believe the Lakers have better odds to win right now than the Suns at eight to one, and the Suns are thirteen to one. That's ridiculous. Hey, but like you, this like you say odd. every weekend, man, we're getting into football right now. But like you say, Vegas knows. They know something. Vegas never loses. So I, I hope to God that that that's not true. But you never know. But hey, did you know that it's freaking championship week? <laughs> That that snuck up on us. It's championship uh, it week yeah, for, for college football. Of course I knew. Yeah, I mean, so Allegiant Stadium, I don't know. Is this the first year that they've been doing the Pac-12 championship? Because they have a, gl- a long contract. Yes. huh? And I like the Ducks in that game, by the way. Okay, so or so you, so, so I, I'm going to run it down. So you have the Oregon uh, against Utah in the Pac-12 championship. Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship, uh, number nine Baylor, number five Oklahoma State, Utah State, against number 19 San Diego State for the Mountain West Championship game in Carson, California. Appalachian State, number 24, Louisiana in the Sunbelt Conference Championship game. Uh, Georgia and Alabama in the SEC Championship game at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. 
Number 21, Houston against number four, Cincinnati in Cincinnati, Ohio. That doesn't seem fair. Uh, number two, Michigan versus number 13, Iowa. That's pretty crazy. No Penn State, no Michigan State, no Ohio State. Uh, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. And, of course, the ACC championship, a Clemsonless ACC championship at that with number 15, Pitt, and number 16, Wake Forest at the Bank of America Stadium where the Panthers play in Charlotte, North Carolina. So any of those jump out to you. I hate that it's on Friday evenings, some of these games that where I have to work, and so is, is Saturday. But at least I'll get to watch the SEC championship game, the whole game, uh, also the Cincinnati game as well. Um, but yeah, so, what's, so, so what matchups do you like this weekend? Anything that you would uh, lay some coin on? We can't get into these matchups real quick without talking about these coaches. Man, what a shakeup real quick. Oh, I know, Just right? to run it, man, Chip Kelly, I mean, Brian so, Kelly is leaving your brother's Notre Dame to go to LSU. LSU. Get some talent. You got Lincoln Riley that has nothing to do, wants nothing to do with the SEC going to your alma mater. No, sorry, not your alma mater. <laughs> not my but, alma mater. I hope but I your, um, yeah, your, your, your fight on, fight on Trojans, man, he's obviously going to want to come to, what a move for him. If you if you think about it, he's not stupid. He knows what he's doing. You come into this weak ass conference, you're gonna be able to recruit like hell. Hopefully, yeah. you can keep some of these California boys out here on the West Coast. So they you know we go to freaking SEC country or they you know, they want to go to Texas. Hey, the rising ship lifts a uh, rising tide lifts all boats. So if it could be you know Oregon and USC kind of like running the Pac-12 again. You know, kind of bring Stanford back to prominence a little bit more, kind of get Cal more in the mix. UCLA has been a little bit better this season, but man, we need the Pac-12 up there. So it's obviously a good hire. They, um, you know, he didn't want to go into the SEC and get shellacked with that weak ass Oklahoma Big 12 defense, but. You know, nonetheless, Oklahoma State actually makes the Big 12 title game against number nine Baylor. It's not Oklahoma this year for the first mm-hmm. time. So he he, yeah. he he bounced quick. So Oregon on Friday against Utah, as I mentioned earlier, I like Oregon plus the points. Utah already beat them, pretty much took Oregon out of playoff contention a couple weeks ago. I think this is kind of a revenge type of game for them. It's obviously a Legion Stadium. I like Oregon. Oregon kind of seems to play on um, in domes, you know, pretty decent from history that I I've seen. Whatever. I, know, but they, go ahead. I've also gotten smoked a lot of times on Oregon, <laughs> so don't take my word for it. Go ahead. No, but it, it's a big it's a big couple weeks, you know, because then Jim Harbaugh in that snowy game in Ann Arbor at the Big House, Michigan finally beats Ohio State. Um, you know, they were trying to avoid a six game losing streak under Jim Harbaugh. I think they were on like an eight or nine game losing streak overall. Um, but that's good for them that they're now in the big 10 championship game. Um, and then you have, what was I thinking about? Oh yeah. And then the, the playoff four, you have two sec, uh, teams in Georgia and Alabama. And now you have Michigan in the top four, along with Cincinnati who's undefeated. Playing against wouldn't that be wouldn't that be the shit if if Houston beats Cincinnati they even play each other this year which is crazy I mean I know that happens a lot but Houston versus Cincinnati they're both eight zero in the American Athletic Conference so yeah so we'll see man we'll see how oh, that man. shakes up um like I was telling you and my brother earlier this year uh for some reason three weeks two or three weeks ago a lot of money was coming in on Notre Dame to make that Final Four so who knows I don't see Notre Dame having another game I don't think so. 
Uh, week 15 is uh, next week. Uh, no, it's just the Army-Navy game and then the bowl game. So, I mean, if Cincinnati ends up losing, wouldn't that be cool if Notre Dame squeaks into the that final uh, spot? Like who would like who would sneak in? Who is number five? Is it uh is it Notre Dame? Um, it very well could be. Yeah, I mean Oklahoma State. If they, uh, I mean they're gonna beat Baylor. They're gonna have to have things go their Notre way. Notre Dame's six. Who's number huh? five? Uh, Notre Dame's number six as far as what ESPN has. Ohio State's number seven. Oklahoma. Oh, oh Oklahoma State's number five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So if Oklahoma State wins the Big 12 championship and Cincinnati loses, or if Michigan loses, if either one of those teams is going to drop out, I mean, if Alabama loses and loses, what is it? That could be their third loss of the season. Would they stay? They wouldn't stay in the in the finals, right? Alabama oh no, they've only, won, one they've, loss. they've only lost once. So would a two-loss Alabama team stay in the Final Four? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't I think mean, so. You have a one-loss Michigan, a no-loss Cincinnati, and then you have an Oklahoma Michigan, State. Yeah, yeah, I think if, Oklahoma State could get in there. If Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, and Michigan all win handedly and Alabama loses, we could have those three teams, in two, and that, that's pretty much a cakewalk for Georgia to win the national championship, in my I mean, opinion. is it not already? I'm just excited. This this, yeah, might be, this might be better than a national championship game that we're going to see here in one versus three. Yeah, so, true. you know, at, coming up at 1 p.m. Pacific, I believe. So, yeah, so, uh, good, so good games overall. Um, big storylines in college football. I hope that uh, – that Lincoln Riley can bring USC, like you said, back to the to the promised land, to prominence, you know, to where the the Carson Palmer and then after that the Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush days of old, you know, national championships, at least making it, you know, beating uh, just annihilating Oklahoma that one year in the Orange Bowl and then losing actually the Rose Bowl to Vince Young in Texas, which was a, an amazing game, even though I didn't like the outcome. But what if yeah. Harbaugh just drops a Grenade, dude. Oh, after beating your rival and getting to yeah, this, don't do this that. game. Oh, yeah, don't do that. So, I mean, well, so against we'll Iowa, they're ten and a half point, ten point favorites. So we'll see. But yeah, we'll see. Iowa's um, one of those teams that come to play. It's games like this, old coach, mm-hmm. smash yep. mouth football, Big Ten. Um, man, yes, we'll hopefully, see. hopefully, hopefully for all those blue fans in Portnoy. Uh, survive that one there you go um so let's go so let's go to the nfl and our super contest so uh, the raiders get the win on thursday against the cowboys a crazy back and forth game um i thought it was over uh, a bunch of different times um but they squeak they squeak one out they actually give up the lead and go into overtime and then um at that point i'm like all right i lose my bet because i had the cowboys minus seven and a half so i was like i i lose the bet automatically like i can't cover so Raiders, please win. And they ended up, you know, stopping them. The Cowboys got the ball first. They stopped them and they um, kicked a field goal to win the game. So here we go. The Raiders are uh, at home against the Washington Redskins this week. The 49ers also win again, I think, for the third straight week. And they're in Seattle, minus three and a half. So um, anything else from last week before we get into this week's picks? 
Um, Congratulations. I think you pretty much won. Uh, Sean and yourself go three and one, but since he's not here, you get the credit for the win last week. Uh, the week that we weren't here last week, Thanksgiving, I went four and zero oh for the second straight time. So literally, uh, the week that we did not record, I could not, um, uh, bask in the glory of being in first place. Cause now you go three and one, I go two and two last week, and now you're literally a half a game back ahead of me. So, but I did bump into second place. I did, uh, you know, taste first place for a week, but here we go. Week number 13. What stood out to you last week, man? Pittsburgh getting completely annihilated by Cincinnati. You got, um, yeah, Miami getting a win. You got, uh, <laughs> Sean, Sean finally getting a win with Miami. You got Houston that wanted to beat up on Tennessee and then couldn't do shit. Diddly squat against uh, the mm. New York Jets. The Seahawks so the Jets. are the Seahawks are done. Watching that game last night a little bit, like Russell Wilson, he's not a hundred percent. He needs to take some time off. Um, the Browns and Ravens game scared the hell out of me. I, I had to win that game to go two and two. So uh, I mean, the Rams. It, it was funny. There are actually four teams who did not win a game all November long. I think it was the Jaguars, the Saints, the Seahawks, and the Rams actually did not win a game in all the November. Rams. The month of November. Yeah, the Rams did went zero and three in November. Wow. I think they went into the. I think they went in there seven and one. I also think they had a buy in there, but they went zero and three in the month of November. So, uh, like, are the Bills back? They go into New Orleans. New Orleans goes 0 and 4 in the month of November. Um, you know, and they put a hurting on them. That was funny. You and Sean both win a game on Thanksgiving, and I lose the game, but I count it as a win because the Raiders won. So that's pretty much Ooh. it. The Patriots are scaring the hell out of me. I, I know Bill Belichick in November is like nails, even though, you know, but the NFC East is so up and down right now. I mean, it's it's the Cowboys' division to win to to lose. It's it's their division. But the other three teams are like, you, you, I don't know what to think. Like the Eagles got their first win at home uh, the other uh, last week. That was my that was one of my two, um, uh, you know, gimme picks. So actually, I went five and zero at one point two weeks ago. But um, the Jets, dude. So I told you, man. Like the Jets are getting points against Houston, taking the Jets. So call that one. Yeah, but you also called as soon as I texted you guys. Oh, Chargers minus three and a half. You were just like trap. I was like, huh? <laughs> I should have just, I should have uh, taken that pick back, dude. That was, like, dude. After the first quarter, I was like, this is horseshit, dude. Come on. You like that one, huh? I know, right? You should that. You should have taken that against. Like, as soon as you said trap, I should have been like, okay, so you're taking Denver, right? Like that was a gimme win. You would have gone four and zero if you didn't. Who? What was the game that you actually lost last week? Uh, was it Seattle? Did you take Seattle? No, Sean. Did you did you take Seattle? I can't remember what was the game that I lost. Let me see. Mm, you lost Jacksonville. Yeah. I, um. No. 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 You lost Jacksonville. It was an even pick 'em, and you lost. They lost okay, to Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Sean had Seattle. That was his one loss with Seattle last week. Okay. 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 So this week, so uh, Mark, you go three and one. So and so does Sean. I have his picks with me right here. So you go first. Sean goes second, and I go third. Uh, what say you for the start of week thirteen? Thursday night football is Cowboys at Saints. We have Sunday night football is 
the Broncos at Chiefs, an AFC West matchup, and an AFC East matchup on Monday Night Football, Patriots at the Bills. Well, for my first pick, I'm going to go with my favorite pick that I've been going with so far. I don't know why. I don't know why I do this to myself. And no, Mike, it isn't the Minnesota Vikings or who's playing against them. It is our Las Vegas Raiders. All right. Good. So we're going to have a matchup this week. (laughs) I think football team has been pretty good. I think that the Raiders are a little bit better. I think that they're coming back home. I think that um, they're in the hunt. And uh, I just kind of like what I what I see from them. Uh, do I like? I wish it was. I actually. What line do you have there, Mike? I got two and a half. Is that what you're mm-hmm. giving me? Two and a half. So I got two and a half. I wish that it was three because it's kind of like a, a bait me line with that two and a half. You don't even have to give up the field goal. Why? I don't know why, but I do know that I do kind of like the Vegas Raiders, knowing that they got. You know, this division still in the clutches with uh, three teams sitting at six and five with Kansas City with just ba- barely one one more win at seven and four. Um, how the tables have turned in this division. But I mean, they're all still here for the taking. You know, Vegas is looking at it like they know this is a winnable game when they have, um, you know, obviously they got the Chargers having to go into Cincinnati. That's going to be tough for them. You know, you're going to have um, you're going to have Denver going into. Can- oh, so, OK, Denver going into Kansas City in a way. I mean, we want Denver to win that game. Right. So um, I think that Vegas Raiders can one up. They feel like they can uh, gain a, a game on their competition here. So I'll take the Las Vegas Raiders at home at 105 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, laying two and a half points against the, the Washington football team. Mike, if the Broncos, the Raiders and the Chargers, all three of them win, then all four teams are seven and five. That's right. God damn. Because we have six and five for the Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers, and then the Chiefs are seven and four. So that'd be pretty cool. But the Chargers are going to lose. Who are they playing? In Cincinnati? Okay. I can see that, especially since Cincinnati, a home at home, only favored by three. That looks kind of fishy, like how LA's been playing lately. They can't stop anybody on defense, especially on the, on the ground. Joe Mixon's going to go silly at home, but why is it only three? Mm, yeah, me. you're right, especially after Cincy pounding on their arch rival in Pittsburgh last That's, week. That scares me. Like, what uh, is it? It looks like it's just cloudy, 39 degrees. It's just cold. Like We're getting mm-hmm. weather reports here. We're getting, right? what, kind, what kind of handicapping are you guys getting here? Man, comic bookies deliver <laughs> like, on all fronts. Like, come fans. on, dude. I go four and oh, two weeks in a row, and I go two and two because I'm like not in front of my computer. I just like uh, pick that one. No, man, I was pissed. Uh, so, oh man, Sean took one of my picks. Damn it. Uh, Sean's gonna go. So, Sean, I'm gonna give Sean's analysis for him. The Rams went zero and three in the month of November. They're at home against Jacksonville, so it's like you know. Like how they're playing, minus 13, why would you ever lay those points down? The Jaguars are 0-4 at home. They still are crap. They're not a good team. Um, So Sean sees the Rams bouncing back and not only winning, but winning by at least two touchdowns. So he's taking the L.A. Rams minus 13. Damn, I was going to pick that late just in case I was actually able to get it. Um, My first pick... Let's see. My first pick is I'm going to go simply because they've been playing just lights out. They're 5-0 uh, away uh, from home. 
Um, it's prime time. It's Belichick. It's November. Actually, technically, it's going to be December, but it's still late in the season. Mac Jones has been playing pretty well. The Bills did get that big win on the road in New Orleans on Thanksgiving, so they both have a long week to prepare for this. But it's just, I, I just feel it's going to be a close game. I see the Patriots winning this game as well. So I'll uh, take the points. Uh, give me Patriots plus two and a half in Buffalo. I don't necessarily like it a lot, but. You don't like it a lot. I love it. I, I love like it a lot. So, Mark, your second pick. Okay, I think that Pittsburgh are getting kind of sick of looking like the silly team in the in the AFC uh, North. I think that um, okay. they've been getting beat up. The Ravens with Mr. Um, he's obviously got a little bit to work on throwing four interceptions in that Sunday night matchup against the Browns. They were able to pull it off. Mr. Um, Mr. Um, Jesus, can't think of his name. What's his name? Who? Uh, the damn quarterback for the Ravens. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Louisville himself. Mr. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Yes, four <laughs> picks isn't gonna get it done. Oh and my God! When you sent me picks. that text, it was like interception, interception, interception. I was like, good God, four. I am not covering this game. And I didn't even look for like another three or four hours. That was the night we watched Hawkeye. And I looked back, and I was like, oh, thank God. They won by six. They, I covered. They were still able to win after he threw four interceptions. He's gonna have to clean it up. Although he's going to have to try to clean it up against a mad Pittsburgh team. This is a rivalry game. This is a home dog getting a hook at plus four and a half. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers at home at 125, 425 Eastern time over there in the Steel City to make something happen against these Baltimore Ravens. And Mike right. Tomlin is finally Steelers. To get them in. They are three, two and one at home, plus four and a half at home against division rivals. Baltimore Ravens. So Sean's next pick. Sean's laying wood this week. He is taking. He doesn't believe what Denver did last week. Man, shit. He doesn't believe what they did at home against LA. He's going to go into a. Wow. Looks like a beautiful evening in Kansas City. Sunny, partly cloudy. But I mean, come 520 p.m. Uh, uh, our time, that's. 720, it's pitch black. It's, it's definitely not going to be 57 degrees at start of game, but he's taking Kansas City minus 10 at home against the Broncos. So the Broncos have been playing okay. They've actually been actually beating some teams, but he he believes in the Chiefs. So, Sean, He Kansas believes City, in the beefs. He believes <laughs> in the beefs. And so he's laying a, a combined point so far of minus 23 so far. In his first couple picks, I did that. I did that a few weeks ago where I laid like like 40 total points, but I won two out of the three games. So, um, my next pick, the Texans. What's wh- wh- huh? <laughs> what? Tejas, Texans? Texans. Texans? No, I'm I'm no. Come on, no, I can't do that. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm not cheating, but I kind of cheated. Like I I saw that. Sean also didn't take Washington, so I can wait until I, I can wait to take Washington last. Um, let's go with uh, a team that is six and zero on the road this year. Hopefully, praying to God for not only this pick but my fantasy team that the quarterback is actually healthy. And you know what? That was weird. One of the two weeks that I went undefeated, I think the first week, or I, don't, I forgot what it was. I picked Arizona, remember, to cover in Seattle. Kyler Murray didn't even play, and they still covered. And then. 
uh, Big Ben ended up playing that night. Remember, they covered uh. against um, the Chargers. But at first, I almost had two out of my four picks not have the starting quarterbacks, and I had no idea. Not knowing anything right now, too, but the coach, Kingsbury, is confident that he will play this weekend, so I'm taking the Cardinals. I hate that seven and a half, but to go into Chicago, who's still kind of a, one of those roller coaster teams, too, but six away, six and oh, uh, um, away from the home from Arizona, they've only given up 188 points this year, um, so I think. I think they're going to shut him down. I see the Bears scoring less than 14 points this week. So Arizona Cardinals minus seven and a half. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I can see, see a four and zero oh this week, or I can see an zero oh and four. Honestly, with my picks so far. <laughs> Sean thinking about Miami again, or what? Uh, let me see. Miami is not too bad actually this week. What do you think? What's your next pick? Against the Giants after giving a win in Strahan's retirement uh, game. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. They Did lost that... when they, they lost when Eli came back, but they won when Strahan. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna have to. Here we go. I think I'm gonna have to go. I might have to go against you, brother. All right. There it is. I think I'm going to have to go against you, and I'm going to have to take the Buffalo Bills, man. Prime time. Yeah. This Minus. is going to be a good matchup, man. I'm, I kind of went either way. I, I mean, I, I, think I made New arguments I, for myself in my head going both ways, but I ended up, you know, kind of favoring Patriots. It was, it was 51-49, you know, Patriots. In my head. I like how they're underdogs. I just think that they've been playing so good. I think that it's a little bit of this week-to-week lead that we've been seeing this year. I think that they have to retrace back, although it's not very much climate change for them. It's not much of a travel distance as well. So um, that fares well for them. But um, I think I'll just take the Bills with uh, being a short favorite, knowing that this is a big game. On the schedule for them, obviously, um, they're trying to catch them with, uh, you know, obviously the Patriots uh, having eight wins to four losses. The Bills having seven wins to four losses, obviously, with the with the buy in hand there. But mm-hmm. um, I think Buffalo's going to obviously really, really want this win. And I think they're going to play tough. And I think they're at home. And I think it's prime time. And I don't trust um, the quarterback that much. But um Nonetheless, I'll go with them. But um, man, okay, uh, that 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 rookie of the year is looking pretty good for Mac Jones, man. Uh, with yep, what true. Belichick does with these quarterbacks, man, the second coming, huh? You telling me Mac Jones gets to a, a Super Bowl in the next three years? Mike's gonna be vomiting all over himself, vomiting, dude. Just uh, I mean, up, regurgitating, dude. At this point, at this point in my life, you know, during. Our tenure as Raider fans, we've seen so much like does, does Mac like, Jones get like, to a Super Bowl before Derek Carr? Yes. Oh God. Yes. Oh, oh God. God. Yes, he does. Oh God. I say yes. As long as Bill Belichick's there, he's gonna get to a Super Bowl. He'll he'd get me to a Super Bowl before 
Derek Carr in the how many game. how many more how many more coaches does Derek Carr have before Belichick before Mac Jones only has Belichick <laughs> jeez God. and Belichick's like 67 68 70s he's I mean he's getting up there yeah true I mean he doesn't have a whole lot of hell of a lot of years left but we'll see um Sean actually Sean thanks you for talking about Miami but not taking them because Sean is taking his favorite team again at home against of the New course. York Giants, he's taking Miami minus five. See? <laughs> oh, man. This guy with his uh, Will Smith uh, gif <laughs> every yeah. week going to Miami. Um, let's see. I'm going to give myself oh, – I, I actually mm, – no, I, I have to make this pick now because I'm going to be afraid. I It's it's one of two picks, dude. <clears throat> Dang it. It's one so 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 it's so so it's one of two. I'm gonna gamble this week, you know, because this is just a fun thing, right? I'm I'm taking Washington because you know I'm gonna keep the mojo going. I'm I I have no, um, you know, analysis for you. I just like going against the Raiders because if they lose, you know, especially being favorites now, if they lose, then at least I, you know, hey, let's go Raiders winning by two this week (laughs) or winning by one. So they win the game and Washington covers, but I'm gonna take Washington plus. Two and a half, and I'm gonna and and I'm going to maybe think that you're gonna make my final decision for me because because I'm torn on two games. But go ahead and so did you take? Okay, so you took Sean's Las Vegas. He had them fourth. He had Pittsburgh plus four and a half also. So Sean's next pick is we don't know yet because you have to make your fourth and final pick, sir. <clears throat> My four. I'm glad that you're talking about Sean so much because my fourth and final pick. This Ooh, is my is the, my beautiful oh. pick. This is my pick. This is the pick of the week. This is the hammer with the 49ers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, four, I'm actually I mean, I'm actually gonna give I'm actually gonna give Sean a chance to go against me with the 49ers because your boy is taking Russ Wilson up there in the twelfth man. And give me that candy, baby. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> plus three. The Dude. birds are gonna fly high. Come one twenty-five p.m. Like, Pacific, baby. So three and eight, one and four on the road. They can't score worth a lick. Why is the 49ers only favored by three and a half? Right. You know why, baby? Debo. I don't know if he's playing. I don't give a damn if he's playing. Don't want the points. Don't need the points. Give me the money line. Honorable mention. Plus 150, baby. Okay? Honorable mention. Seattle Seahawks. Pick of the week. TCB, baby. Okay. So Sean's taking his final pick. He's not. San Francisco. (laughs) No, no, no. He's not going. He actually didn't put down down San Francisco. He actually Uh didn't put down. Uh, He's taking the Indianapolis Colts. On the road in Houston, minus nine. So he is laying wood this week. Sean is laying 23, 28. He's, he's laying 37 total points this week, Mr. Powers. All favorites? Yep. This is the week that we – jeez, minus 13, I mean, minus Sean 10. goes three and one. Sean goes three and one, and then he takes every single favorite. The only two um, in his whole big list of teams that he picked, he only took Pittsburgh and the Chargers – as uh, dogs combined my 37 he's laying 37 total points mm-hmm. wow yeah a lot, of teams, a lot of teams won't even score that this weekend okay so what am i gonna do i mean i crap i have to dude i'm gonna do it 
You're pretty diverse right now, too. You're looking like me. I'm minus two and a half, minus two and a half, plus four and a half, and plus three. I'm going – I have to go – I have to do it. I, I, I'm giving up less than a touchdown. It looked, it looked so weird to me. They've been playing so well. The Chargers can't – the Chargers give up so many points – like why are they only favored by three? And like just and, and you know they always say that the home team gets three anyway. So this is basically a pick 'em. Like I have to go LAC. You're going I LAC. Have go, I have to go LAC plus three. I have to. It's just too weird. I have to. Okay. I'm going the Chargers plus three. My honorable mention was was that the Eagles have been playing so up and down. I took them last week or no? Did I take them last week? I'm I'm not sure if I took them. I don't think I took them last week. But they played like donkey crap and they lost to the giants and now they're going on the road to the jets who had a pretty good win against houston texans so i was going to take the eagles minus six and a half only having to win by a touchdown in new york you know new york at home usually disappoints their fans doesn't matter if it's the giants or the jets but i don't know that that one that's your honorable mention my honorable mention is the eagles minus six and a half just like they were two weeks ago and i did win that game but then again, I gave a second honorable mention and picked uh, Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers, and they uh, oof, they got killed that week. Browns, Packers, Titans, and Panthers are the four buys this week. So good luck to everyone who's making their picks. I believe that Aaron made his picks too. Did he already make his picks? I think he went a, he went a solid two and two last week. Uh, Aaron, let me see. Aaron, he went uh, Chargers minus three, so loss. Packers plus two, a win. Vikings plus three and a half, I think that was a loss. And Ravens minus three, a win. So he went two and two, same as me. He hasn't made his picks yet, but um, good luck to everyone out there. Please make your picks again if you're if you're watching. There's st- there is still time. There's, there's one, still, two, three, unbelievably, four. there's still there's a long. Yeah. So this is this is this is obviously the, the the cutoff for fans. So there's five more weeks. If you can get me picks for these last five weeks of the season, I will take your winning percentage against Aaron because he's like the only one who's actually been consistently sending me picks. Um, but yeah, every week four games against the spread. Any four games, um, send it to us via email or Instagram or you know social media DMs. But that is it. I take New England, Arizona, Washington, and the Chargers. Mark has taken the Raiders, the Steelers, the Bills, and the Seahawks. And Sean's taken the Rams, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, and the Colts. Mark, anything else uh, before we send 134 away? I'm done, dude. Let's send it off to the the fans. Definitely, definitely. It's been a fun time coming. Obviously getting situated and getting back in the saddle. Missing uh, one-third of our podcasting uh, counterpart with Sean. Obviously, we love him here to talk about all the streaming services with you and all the streaming stuff. That's not really my forte. It is for Sean. So um, hopefully we get to get him back. Hopefully his son gets invited into this world with many, many blessings in a very safe, safe manner and as healthy as can be for the little baby. But um, yes, man, we uh, can't wait to have him back. We can't wait to have you guys listen to this episode, the comic bookie fans out there. As always, we say it every single time, a couple times an episode, but this podcast is always and always will 
hopefully, maybe, um, if uh, unless we get big and uh, start making all types of buku bucks. But it is brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Check them out on social media at ticomics.com. Is a great place to get books, all types of back issues. Alex is always, always buying collections, buying people's books. So man, shit, man, that, that I might have to go see him, give him something out of my books, be in the boxes in my room. But nonetheless, he's always buying all types of collections. Check out his website. Check him out if you live in the Bay Area. Make a drive down there to Fremont, California. He's been real good to us. He'll be even better to you, the fans. And uh, yeah, fun times, man. The turkey is over. Now we're just getting ready for presents under the tree, elf on the shelf, and all types of family, friends, all types of great uh, desserts, all types of food, all types, you know, this is one of the times of the year. Didn't even get to mention it, but yes, Lionel Messi, your balloon d'or winner, obviously uh, winning that, um, you know, the the Copa. What is it? The the South American Cup that he did with Argentina finally won an international trophy with his team, helped him propel him to that Balloon d'Or win. I guess you could say it's uh, appreciated. And, um, you know, I'd like to see Ronaldo get another one one day. But uh, first, he needs to make that World Cup as Portugal still needs to advance. But thank you, fans. Thank you, everybody out there. Thank you for tuning into 134. And uh, we appreciate you. We really do. Always join our little mini contest. Email us your picks. We will add you guys in. And uh, thank you, Mike. Take us away. This has been great. I uh, can't wait to get it in again. 135. We're approaching 150 really quick. So uh, and let's make it out to WonderCon, man. SDCC. Let's make it out to one of those. But uh, WonderCon, WonderCon's uh, sounding pretty good right now. So. Uh, we might have to promote something. We might have to be out there and uh, have some have a little bit of fun with the fans, interact, yeah. get some facial time, some FaceTime with some people out there. So, uh, yeah. Excited, down, excited for the week, excited for my picks, excited to go 4-0, and uh, let's go, baby. I'm down, dude. I'm down, especially one of those Comic-Cons. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, just to give out a, a few stats, unfortunately there's no new countries. We, we did not hit uh, country number 40 on the TCB passport, but, uh, dude, just a couple shout outs to the consistent downloads in Belgium, in Canada, whoever's downloading us in Newfoundland in Canada is like much appreciated. And of course, United States of America, thank you so much to the, I think at least half of the States have at least downloaded us one time as far as we've been keeping track. Um, to our top five over the last 10 episodes, uh, coming in at number one, again, New York, obviously the San Francisco Bay Area, and then out here in the Valley, Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto, and then rounding out the top five is Los Angeles and Mark's favorite city of Las Vegas, Nevada. So that is it for episode 134. I had a blast colliding the worlds of sports and comics. Um, as we uh, transition from Thanksgiving to uh, the Christmas time, please be safe, you know, uh, there's, you know, craziness going on with 
people robbing stores and people drinking an extra, you know, trying to stay warm and drinking and driving. So please, everyone, stay uh, cautious and safe out there. But for Sean, who hopefully, fingers crossed, has a baby by this time next week, and for this beautiful guy sitting across from me on Skype, it's Mark. I am Mike. This is the Comic Podcast. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy eat the hell out of each other. Goodbye. <laughs> Peace out. Don't, don't See you next that. week. <laughs> Please don't eat the hell out of each other. But yes, please always enjoy each other and enjoy all those loved ones next to you. The holidays are coming close. We're here. We're approaching Christmas, whether you're religious or not. Jesus's birthday. So, yes, let's uh, enjoy and uh, have a little bit of fun because we never know when it's going to end. But this podcast is ending now. We love you, TCP fans. Let's start December off with a bang. This is the first, so this is the time to get right. Let's go, baby. TCP, we love you. Peace. Peace.